Hey, listener. Welcome to part two of my conversation with Josh Wilson. I really am glad you're here. In this episode, we continue talking about spiritual kings, but what does that even mean? Everyone seems to be calling themselves kings and queens nowadays, and there's just no substance to it. When I'm talking about kings, I'm talking about a man who really loves Jesus, has committed his life to pursuing his God and his calling, especially when it's tough. And he makes a real impact in the people and the environment around him. This kind of king exists, and the hurting world needs us. I said us because I believe I'm one of them. You ready to bring this conversation home? Me too. Let's go. Hey, welcome to Chasing the Kingdom, where our goal is to provide hope and wisdom for spirit-led entrepreneurs. I'm John Balawa, and I believe God wants to use entrepreneurs to make the world better. Romans 8.19 says that the world is decaying and groaning for the revealing of God's sons and daughters. And that means the world needs you. And there are problems that can't be solved until you step into your God-given identity. If you want to stir up those gifts, then you're in the right place. Let's get hyped up for today's show. What can men do who don't have lack of vision? Like, how do how does one get vision? Yeah, I will tell you, boys out there, you men out there, if you find yourself without a mission, a vision, without like this type of purpose in your life, I'll tell you, like that is priority number one. Like, get 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 squared away and and figure that out quick, because when a man doesn't have a mission, a purpose, a vision, that's when he's going to get attacked big. When a guy, if you look at like old school, you know, body armor, you know, like the breastplate of righteousness, I'm going to refer to a lot of Bible stories, you know, like put up a green velvet, you know, board or something like that, you know, like back in Sunday school where you'd put these pictures on, but like the breastplate of righteousness, it covered your chest. Nothing covered your rear because in, in battle you're moving forward, right? Like, and if you're go forward, yeah. And if you're. If you're retreating, you're getting attacked. Or if you're just like standing there, you're vulnerable, dude. So like if you don't have a mission, a vision, a purpose, something to be running towards, that's when you're going to get attacked. And your attacks are going to show up as affairs. They're going to show up as things that are going to cause distractions. You're going to wind up spending way too much money trying to distract yourself, buying a fancy car or house or whatever. And those things are cool. And, you know, it's great to, you know, enjoy the things of life and such like that. But if you're not having a purpose, you're going to try to find that in something else. And then you're going to try to distract yourself with video games or with sports or with drinking and smoking and porn and this and that. And, oh, that girl's paying attention to me. Makes me feel good. Validation, approval, right? So, like, if you're not running towards a mission and a purpose, you're under attack, brother. So, what can you do? I'll tell you, man. (laughs) Thanks for asking. Uh, Guys, think about, like, back in the day of the king. Right. When there were kings and then they had their army and the knights. Right. And and here we are, the knights of the round table. Right. What was the mission and the purpose of the knight to adopt the mission and purpose of the king to carry out the king's order? So if you're lacking purpose in your world. Right. And you and you might follow this guy named Jesus. Just adopt his just adopt the the your heavenly father's mission and purpose for now until you find your 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 specific one. Just take it on. And what is that? To love God and love people, right? Go at a, go into all the world and preach the gospel, heal the sick, you know, like, and, and take care of people. 
provide for your wife, raise your kids well, be a good community member. Just, just adopt that and then spend time going, okay, where did God uniquely wire me to add more value to the kingdom? Not because I have to, to prove myself to God, because Jesus already did that for me, but I'm coming from a place of approval. So what can I do now? Now we're talking like hierarchy of needs and we're rising to the top of like self-actualization and in your area of expertise and working genius and in your strengths. Now you could show up and you go, man, I'm really good at this. And this is how I could apply it. Now it's impacting lots of people. Now it starts to get joyful and it gets to get fun. But man, if you're in a world and you're just spinning a little bit and you're trying to find your purpose and your mission, you know, just uh, as of now, just adopt. Okay. As of now, I'm going to, my purpose is to get to know my father, my heavenly father. Let that be it. Let that's a great starting point. Understand that he loves you. He accepts you. He approves of you, not because of what you did, but because of what Jesus did. He says, you were a slave to sin. This is the testimony. But through Jesus, I have adopted you. I now call you son. I call you beloved. So when you become a beloved son, then you start adopting and getting to know your father. And then he sends you on different missions and different purposes. And then it gets really exciting. But your first mission is just to get to know a heaven, a loving heavenly father who's there for you, who approves of you, who validates you. And then we go from there. Everything starts with a relationship with the father. It all comes from there. So we get direct, we, we get directives from the king. Where does... Where does community fit in this getting purpose? Yeah, bro. Like how easy is it? All right. We talked about going to war early on, right? Like if there was a guy to go to war with, let's do it with Josh, right? Like you and I go to war, whatever that looks like, right? It's easy to pick off one dude who's standing in a field by himself, spinning around. My, my wife jokes about this when she plays a video game, like Call of Duty or something like that. We haven't played that for like 10 years or whatever, but we used to have a bunch of video games at the house. We don't, my, my kids play switches, but like. My wife used to play these shooter games with me or Goldeneye back in the day. And she, she jokes around like she would have her gun and she doesn't know how to do the controller. So the guy sitting there pointing the gun at the, at the sky, just spinning around. That person was always easy to pick off, right? When you see, you know, SEAL teams or SWAT teams or even, you know, guys who play video games really well and they're operating as a team, it is very difficult. The Bible says this, one could put a thousand to flight, two could put 10,000 to flight. When it comes to community, us guys, we need other guys in our life. We need guys who are going to sharpen us. We need guys who are going to cover our rear because there's no armor back there, by the way. Remember breastplate righteousness, right? So we need guys who we could be real with and we could say, dude, I'm struggling, man. And not the other guy on the other side who says, here's the pro, you know, here's how to fix it. Like I did when I was really immature, just wanted walking around trying to fix everybody's problem, except my own. But just sometimes you you need a guide to go, yeah, man, that problem really sucks. I'm sorry for you, dog. Like, I'm here for you. Because most of the time, we, we're not looking for a solution. We just need someone to be there with us. Love is spelled T-I-M-E, right? Like, we just sometimes need someone to walk with us. So why is community important? Because if not, you're going to get picked off. You're, you're going to lose. <laughs> Guaranteed. I, I also think it's important to fan the flames, right? I, uh, you know, I try to watch what I eat and you know, and, and, you know, stay fit and everything like that. But, you know, recently I kind of lost track and, and I was just eating whatever I wanted. It was so hard, so hard to get back on track. Yeah. And I tried to use my willpower 
I tried to change up my diet. I tried, and I just, for some reason, it wasn't working. I, like I would start one day, but by second or third day, I was, I was eating bad again. And, um, then I started hanging, um, hanging around with a, a friend who lost like a hundred pounds. Wow. And he's doing really well, really, really well. And just by hanging out with him, I got back on track. I don't know if it was his spirit or just being around that mindset, um, but something just by hanging out with him and watching him, I spent the whole day with him and I watched him eat. So like he, it was like, I, I didn't go there to watch him eat, but because I was with him so long, like I saw him kind of like, he was prepared, you know, this stuff of stuff, the kind of type of stuff he ate and, and just the way his life changed, something just clicked and I went back home and now I'm back on. We are attracted to people who are making forward momentum and it is contagious, right? Fear is also contagious. So is laziness, right? Like, hey, let's just get, you know, sit around and crack a beer or whatever and let's just sit and chill, right? That, those, sometimes those times are needed and some of the best conversations I've had are over a whiskey or something like that, just sitting and chilling. But like, there's something about a guy who's getting it. It's like, man, I wanna, I wanna be more like that guy. There's something in us that like rises to the challenge of going, if that mofo could do it, so can I. I can't let that guy beat me. There's something in us that that drives us, right? We're, we're wired that way. We're like, I could do that too. I should learn a language or I should get in shape or I should grow my hair out like John or whatever the case may be. Like <laughs> that, like you see something great and we want it. That's the beauty, but that's the, that's what it, that's the, the wiring of a man is inside us. We want that. It almost gives you permission. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's your faith, maybe that's what it was. Because like watching him gave me permission for whatever was blocking me. It I got over that hump, and I'm do I'm doing really real. But uh, video I saw on Instagram, and it's this. I follow this lady. She's like a multimillionaire, and she kind of just shares her secrets and everything. And she was saying that there was a study done on people on high performers. And what they found, what they, they watched these high performers and they found that if you sat 25 feet within a high performer, your income goes up 10%, an average of 10% just by being around them. And I thought that was really interesting, but they said like, if you sit, 25 feet within a low performer, you you make 30% less than what you could have made. Yeah, it goes it goes worse like if you hang around people who aren't like intentional or focused. Yeah. And so I thought that was really powerful. That is, man. Intentional and focused. <laughs> Dude, I take so many notes when, when I'm talking to somebody and I drop my pen all the time, but... I am constantly writing stuff down. There's something, man, there's something about writing it down for me that, I don't know, man. You connect your brain. It. it connects my you, brain. You, yeah, you're, you're actually, uh, you're, you're putting that information, and I, I read this in the study, like when you write something down, you're, you're making deeper neural pathways in your brain because you're involving your body, but, also, it's encouraging because, like, it's making me feel like I said something pretty cool. 
Yeah, I was playing tic-tac-toe over here. <laughs> He's drawing my face with, with like a pig nose. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> yeah, man. Intentional. A, a man who, a person who's an intentional and focused. You just get in 25 feet on them. Get around 25 feet of someone like that. But you know what What it is, is man, it's, it's inspiring, man. Like people can motivate you, go rah, rah, rah. But when you find your own inspiration for something because of someone who lights that in you, Man, you could own it. You could go for it. But think about this, dude. Sometimes you need a mission. Think about how many dudes are waiting to see someone like you come alive. Your kids, grandkids, maybe. Wife, future wife, coworkers. And you're just sitting there, man, waiting, waiting, man. You're waiting for someone to give you permission to come alive. Do it, right? Let's come alive. Just just do one little thing, man. Just, all right, let's start with a bracelet that WWJD or you know, start with like just telling someone like, hey, man, here's a challenge for you guys. You want a challenge? Find a dude. Text him right now. Say like, hey, man, I love you and I'm proud of you. It's going to freak them out. But then you could just say, man, like I need to tell more guys that because guys need to hear that. And I just want you to know, I think you're really awesome. Man, go do that to other people. Lift them up, man. You start lifting people up, you get stronger. Crazy. You lift weights, you get stronger. Start lifting up other dudes. You're going to get stronger. I don't know. Josh and I are locked in right now, spiritually locked in. I love what that happened because it feels like you're setting me up to say something. And then, and then, and then like, when I say something, you, you run with it. It's, it's so cool. The dynamic, but, and I'm not saying this guys, I'm not saying this to toot his horn. Uh, Josh and I are not like that. I'm really seeing like this dynamic, um, because you just said, imagine who's waiting for you to show up. And my pastor preached a message this Sunday and he preached from Romans 8 where it says which is kind of like the theme of this podcast to tell you the truth where it says the earth is groaning like the earth the very earth is like making noises because it's waiting for the sons and daughters to show up and so when he talked about this he started he started saying and he used other scriptures but you know in Psalms 24 I think it's 24 it says we are living gates. We are these living gates that allow the king to come through. And so what my pastor was saying was that we actually change the atmosphere. Like if, if the spirit is in you, if you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you have the Holy Spirit within you, when you walk into the room, the very atmosphere changes. And it's, you don't have to try because it's not you. It's just your very presence. Your presence gets supercharged because you now have the presence of the living God inside you. And so when you said that, where imagine who's waiting for you, who's waiting for you to show up. Well, the Bible says that the rocks and the trees and the buildings are waiting for you to show up. Man, let me let me say it this way too. I agree with you. Dude, you want to be alive. I know you guys out there are waiting to step up. You want to do whatever it is. You want to like rise up. You've got this you've got this idea that you had since you were a kid and you're like, "What if I tried this or what if I did this or you you have that gut instinct that that tells you you could be better, that there's something that there's something more, right? Like you know that. Like I don't have to sit here and convince you to like rise up like you've got that in you like I have it in me and every day I'm like oh man I know I fell short 
thank God I had this guy named Jesus who I could put up on a pedestal because he will never let me down. My dad let me down. All these other dudes that let me down. I'll let you guys down. You'll let me down. That's just the way it is, right? But there's something in us that says there's something greater. We don't have to, we don't have to like have someone call you up and be like, hey, John, you know, you could be better than this. No, we know that. Nobody has to tell us that. But sometimes we need another dude to give you permission. And, I'm, and John, I think that's what you're doing on this show, man. I'm really proud of you for doing this. Good job. Thank you, brother. That means a lot because I know it was heartfelt. Seriously. Yeah. Big news. And uh, what are your plans? Like, what are your... All right. Say that again, man. I want to uh, kind of just give you some shine now. I okay. want to like talk about projects like what are the projects you're working on what are you trying to build yeah awesome uh i've got three companies essentially kind of like think of like a tip of the spear is the public relations firm that houses our podcast shows i run three podcast shows i coach advise invest in other podcast shows but the shows that i run uh, a show called the deal scout a show for commercial real estate called cre principles and then a show called uncensored advice for men that's my show where I pour into dudes. I, I just, uh, I've learned a lot and uh, I bring on guests ranging from pastors to porn stars, just kind of giving their advice. And then I give my advice is like, hey, talk to Jesus, right? Like we could learn something from anybody, but like uh, that's, that's a show that has helped me tremendously in many different areas of my life. Um, so I have that, which kind of drives business to my other businesses. I have a real estate brokerage and then I just stood up a commercial insurance brokerage doing uh, you know, commercial real estate insurance. Uh, definitely the the fun part of what I do is I get to connect with people all day long. Um, I see I see incredible opportunities to to be with people and um, invest in people, invest in cool projects, be a part of cool things. Um, yeah, man, that's it. And we'll put a link to those podcasts, by the way, under description and all that stuff. Thank you. I um, how did you get into real estate? Uh, because you. Like you said, you were you were like trying to build a tech company. How how did that happen? Yeah, well, I started in construction. Uh, my dad, I, I grew up on the uh, work site with my dad. Started at age five, picking up nails and sweeping and and telling you know the homeowner that we were going to be late on a project or something. I was a cute kid, and my dad would you know send me down from the roof and say, "Hey, by the way, we're going to be working late, or you know we won't be there tomorrow, or whatever the case may be." So I grew up on a construction site in Florida, digging ditches, swinging hammers. And, um, I was 18 or something and I read a book and I, I just thought like, man, if we're really going to do this, my dad, if he stops swinging a hammer just one day, we don't eat. So I read the book, you know, rich dad, poor dad, which is like one of the books that have transformed many entrepreneurs. But I was like, we don't have a business at all. So I started reading that book and then I started, I, I, I got really, uh, hungry for more and more training. So I read a, um, a book on real estate from Carlton Sheets back in the day, a three ring binder with cassettes. Carlton Sheets. I yeah. remember. Yeah. yeah. So I found one at a garage sale and it was uh, how to buy houses, no money down. So then I started seeing this and I go, holy moly, there's a game of real estate that we could have a real estate business. My dad could build it. I could sell it. So I started getting into real estate at age 18. Maybe I got my license really, really early, 18 or 19. And then I started connecting the dots with just people with money and people with the ability to do stuff. And I, at an early age, by age 26, I, you know, I helped build 
$8 million worth of spec homes and almost $4 million worth of multifamily, you know, duplex, triplex, quads and such like that with my dad and my family. So it was the, the real answer is I didn't want to paint. I hated painting and I hated working, you know, swinging a hammer to make hourly wages with my dad. I wanted to build a business because I knew that if the moment he stopped swinging a hammer, none of us ate. So I wanted to build something that last. I wanted to build something that provided. And uh, I wound up getting into a hundred different businesses, chasing my identity and my purpose after, you know, the real estate market crashed in on me starting in about 06, really hit me hard in 07. That's when I got into government work. And then fast forward, venture capital, private equity, tech companies, uh, public relations, all that other stuff. That was 10, 10 good years of getting my butt whooped in the entrepreneurial journey from Ocala, Dallas, New York, uh, Orlando, back to Ocala. So that's how I got into real estate, man. I didn't want to swing hammers. By the way, I didn't know Ocala was so beautiful. When I went to visit Josh, um, he gave me the tour and it was like a little Hallmark town. I didn't know it was that, that pretty and that charming. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I get to ride my golf cart, drop my kids off at school, and then head into my work. I walk to the farmer's market, walk to the sushi shop, my favorite sushi bistros there. And we have a bunch of different restaurants and coffee shops that I can walk from my office. You walk down the road, you're like, hey, hey, it's, it's perfect. For all you New Yorkers and Californians, if you're coming to Florida and Ocala, you could come here, bring your money. You're not allowed to vote. Sorry. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> we got to protect it. <laughs> it's this way. This is why you're coming here. This is beautiful. Exactly. Sorry, that's my only protecting. <laughs> now, um, it seems like you know everybody there, by the way. Like, he was saying hi to everybody. Yeah. That's God's favor. I, uh, God has given me favor with people. And um, I used to use it to pick up chicks. And I realized that that was... That was a good skill set that I had in terms of being able to meet someone and be friendly and gain trust, but I didn't know how to leverage it, man. Nobody, I'm not going to say nobody developed me because that's, that's a lie. So many people have pitched in and kind of helped me shape my things. And I knew what was right and wrong. And I still chose to do naughty things, but you know, one of my favorite things is take raw talent, the, the gifts that God's given people and show them how to use it for good. Because I tell you, man, I could also use this for naughty stuff. I yeah. can. I used to. And it was fun. Right. But it leaves you empty, man. It, it leaves a wake of hurt people. It leaves you like, it, it leaves a void in your heart, man. So now like developing Kings, man, it's all about like helping, helping dudes. And I do this. It's not an on menu thing. Like I don't have a coaching program that I have a website for. I don't, it's just every once in a while, God puts someone in my life and I'm supposed to help them. Helping people understand who they are and how they could use it for greater good, man. I really enjoy doing that for dudes. And yes, I know a lot of people. It's just a little bit of a gift that I have, man. Now, I remember when I was with you, I felt like my spirit was confirming you're a king builder. Yeah. Um, do you plan on making you know, that something like bigger or more of a program or a business? I'm open to it. Um, out of obedience, I wrote a book called The Christian Dude Manifesto. Um, I I wrote it and I, I it took me forever to write it. 
and I kept on scrapping it. I kept on like like struggling my way through that. I was it was really difficult. And then one day I felt like an urgency, like Josh, you need to get this book out there. I'm like, it's not done. And I just felt like you need to get it out there now because someone needs it. So I I clicked publish, and Amazon was like, are you sure? Look at how many errors you have. And it's uh, so I, I was like, yes, I'm sure. So I sent it out, and now you know it it. Uh, so that was kind of like maybe the first step in in terms of next steps. I, I've coached a bunch of dudes, a ton of them, um, and they've had great results. So may, maybe, I don't know, man, um, real estate's so tempting. So I don't know. I, I'm seeking just like everybody else, I guess. Well, dude, you, um, I really feel like there's going to be a bigger impact uh, that you're going to have with that. Um, you've already had some bangers like Ellis Hammond, uh, Joey Gilkey, uh, those those guys are straight up. They've crushed it. They're kings, and um, I feel like at, even as I'm talking here, you know, when David said that, um, you know, he was able to accomplish the greater stuff because back in the day, he was able to kill the lion and the bear. Like the lion and the bear were accomplishments that rocketed him him into the upper echelon of what he was he was supposed to accomplish i feel like the ones you had in your past the kings that you built your past are your bare line just that yes god is going to use you the strength and the stuff that you need to actually work good Killing giants. That sounds fun. I'll take them down. Killing giants, building kings, and killing giants. <laughs> What's up, pilot? It's in us, dude. Nobody has to tell us we're a warrior. My son <laughs> came out of the womb with like an AK like stick, you know, like, you know, trying to like beat people up and wrestle me and bite me and poke my eyes out. Like, nobody needs to tell a dude he's a warrior. We know it. <laughs> building kings, killing giants. I like that. So, what? You know, I'm going to let you close out basically what this episode is about by letting you talk about whatever is on your heart. Go be the dude that you want someone to be for you. That's the, that's the challenge. Go to, go, to, go to a dude and say, hey, man, I'm proud of you. I love you. I care for you. Like, I'm, I'm thankful for you. You're doing good stuff, and I'm thankful. Go help a guy up. Go, go, go put your hand down, no matter how high you are. Or no matter how low you are, there's someone, there's another guy out there who's one step behind you. Just reach back and and grab another dude and say, hey, man, come on, let's go. I got you. I love you. I'm proud of you. If you got sons, go do that for them right now. Tell them you love them. Tell them I'm sorry I screwed up as a father so many times. I love you. Will you forgive me? Thankful for you. I'm proud of you. I choose you. I validate you. Like, you're doing awesome stuff. Like, go, go be the kind of guy you want others to be for you. Go lift up other guys. Get strong. So, like, how to close this out, man? Like, I don't need anything right now. Like, I, I want you guys to go go do it, man. Like, do it with me. There's a lot of guys out there to lift up. Let's start lifting some dudes up. Let's go for it. Let me let's stay there a little bit because I I have some thoughts. Okay. And one thing about me is I don't care if I'm wrong, um, as long as I'm like speak being transparent and speaking being authentic. Sure. 
And I'll, I'll tell you the truth. A lot of times when I'm saying stuff, I'm actually forming my beliefs. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I reserve the right to change my opinion. But <laughs> I, I will say this, that I think in order to do what you just said, um, to be the guy that others want us to be, um, did I say that right? Be the guy who... Be the kind of guy you want others to be for you. You want others to be to you. I think um, there needs to be a change in relationships in the church because this is something, and you, please tell me if I'm wrong, but I've noticed when a guy gets married, he turns into this different person. Yeah. He stops hanging around his guy friends. And, you know, but I... Like, they're not... The fire is is gone, and they become kind of like this. Their whole life just becomes about the family, taking a family, which is a good thing. I'm not saying that's not a good thing, guys. Don't don't um, misinterpret me, but I do notice that uh, most of the married people that I know they turn into this hibernation. They hibernate in their family, and they don't have the male uh, relationships that keep the fire going and the passion going for their dreams and also that accountability to to improve yeah is that something that you see yeah totally man you know as soon as you get married you know after a while you 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 know you before marriage you have this idea that you get married and you're gonna have sex whatever you want it and you're gonna you're gonna get to do all the fun things that you've seen on your you know your your computer screen and you're you know like you're you're the expectations of like marriage shift and change and you realize like, man, marriage is tough. It's hard. And you start to, you start to lose a little bit of like, I, I try so hard to, you know, before when you're dating, you, you pour into your wife and you're, you're taking her on dates because you, you know, you're, you're going for the prize. And then when, once you get the prize, you stop trying, you stop dating her, you stop pursuing her. Right. So it's not smelling good. You stop yeah. looking good. For sure. Right? So then what happens is then, you know, like to, to you know, you stop because you're stopped pouring into her. You stop asking for things and you start, you know, you stop, you stop taking care of yourself and you stop pursuing other meaningful relationships with other dudes and doing cool guy things because you don't want her to be pissed off at you because then you have to sleep on the couch or you won't get, you know. So, like, I think that I think we, we just stop showing up and. The thing is, is we need to be around other guys to encourage each other to show up. Yeah. In a loving way, man. It's not like you don't have to do it to get God, you know, God's approval. But I'll tell you, man, if you want a deeper, ful more fulfilling, more joyful, more peaceful life, right. this is one of the things, man. You got to hang around other dudes. And and here's the thing is, is I think what happened is that there comes a, a time where we stop we stop voicing our opinion or speaking up because we don't want to argue with our wife. And I, and you know, I've been guilty of that, but I don't think they want that. I don't think deep down inside a woman wants a man to give up that fire. You know? Yeah. I'm just thinking outside uh, out loud here. One time my wife and I got in a fight and I was so nervous about, cause I wanted to be a loving, caring, and we got in an argument. And she goes, finally, like, finally, you're, you're going to talk to me. And I was like, that's what she goes. 
I, she's like, I grew up with my sisters and, and we, we talk about things a little bit with an attitude and hand gestures and we, and we argue things out, but like, like she wanted me to engage with her, not just shut down, not just roll over, not to avoid her. She don't do that dudes, right? Like just don't go, you know, stonewall. She used to call me, you know, like she used to say that I would stonewall her, right? But to engage her with love and respect. And if she's wrong, call her out on it. Better do it in a loving way. Because she's, you know, she's going to do the same. But like, yeah, I think she really, she really valued that, that we, that I engaged with her. She's like, finally. I was like, what? I was, I've been avoiding this because I didn't want to hurt your feelings or say something that I was going to regret. How are we going to ever get better if we don't talk about things? How are we going to ever improve our relationship if we don't clash a little bit? And I was avoiding it because I, to be honest, I don't like sleeping on the couch. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's gonna be the next podcast. We're gonna talk about this. We're gonna we're gonna go deeper into this. I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you for entertaining my yeah. thoughts here. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting. So yeah, maybe I think there's someone out there who can kind of dig in deeper with a little bit more knowledge. I'd love to hear their thoughts and and uh, maybe we'll do a another podcast show together about it. That'd be interesting. Absolutely. I appreciate you, brother. I thank you for being on the podcast. And I think there's a lot of valuable information that you shared um, because I think there are kings, kings getting ready to come up and they're going to need to apply a lot of the stuff that you, you shared. Cool, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Appreciate you, man. Hey, I hope you liked the show. If you got something from it and want to bless me back, leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and also subscribe to my channel. If you want to connect with me on social media, my Instagram is at kingdom.moves. I pray that God gives you hope and that you step into everything he's got planned for you. Peace. Peace.